0: What's up Lemonheads? Welcome back to another episode. I'm Emily and I'm coming to you live from the Service Titan Marketing Summit in Los Angeles and I have a very special guest with me here today. Um, They declared him the winner. I don't know if he feels like he's a winner that he got to dive into this podcast but nonetheless um, we're going to hear from Mr. Thomas Ballard and um, his company and the great things that they are doing and we think you'll be able to find some very relevant um, information from your guys' story and what you guys are doing in the home service space. So without further ado let's sip some lemonade.
1: Yeah thanks for having me I appreciate it. Um, So yeah just to give a backstory on me uh, grew up in Southern California been here for a long time And uh, original plan wasn't go to come into this business. Like many people. Yeah, like many people, everybody riding with their dads or family members growing up. Wasn't the plan, but life happens. And hey, some opportunities came up. Uh, So a couple years back, about three, four years now, my cousins wanted to retire. I'm buying them out of the business. Still ongoing, but almost there getting paid off. But uh, then got into the family business. It's 74 years old. 74, wow. Long time. Oh yeah, since 1949. So great company. Um, So been learning the business as we go uh, from the operational standpoint. So really been learning the ins and outs of that part of business, rather than just running the service calls. Yeah. uh, As I was accustomed to growing up. So uh, been learning that, and uh, been lucky to grow along the way.
0: So you grew up in the industry. Yeah. growing up running calls probably maybe even answering phones in the summer at some point or i know that can be a common thing for trade babies if you will
1: yeah yeah no i mean i'll be honest i was more of a helper more of like in friends i was just an extra pair of hands you yes know, the, the, up, the fetching, yeah. yeah like get this get that not so much an actual service technician but i appreciate what they do um but yeah more so helping or answering the phones you know i remember growing up and we'd have our phone in the house and it like line two was always answer. So we'd answer it then and there and the customers would hear me thinking that I was another family or calling. No, but that would get earned their trust in our yeah, business. Absolutely. So it was great learning that growing up, how to deal with customers and everything like that. So,
0: so I'm sure now, or I know now things are a little bit different. And so, yeah. um, not bringing the landline at your house anymore. No,
1: no.
0: <laughs> um, and so now you're the general manager. And so how yeah. have you seen some things kind of shift? in your own business and um, how your company has had to adapt to those
1: changes. Yeah, Yeah. so um, just to give a background, so when I first got there, it's, my cousins when I got there, bless them, they were great technicians and everything, uh, but they had no internet to the building. They were running off a DOS-based system, which Mm -hmm. I didn't even know what DOS was, you know. uh, AKA old school. Yeah, very old school uh, and had a Rolodex. So they were running, company off that. It was still doing in 2020 about, just shy of $5 million in revenue.
0: Okay, so they're doing all that in 2020.
1: Yeah, right? in 2020.
0: Okay, just three years yeah. ago. Still on a roll. A little bit ads. behind. Okay. A yeah, <laughs> little bit behind,
1: but they had a very good business. Sure. Been running since the 40s and everything like that. And loyal customer base where they were fourth generation customers mm-hmm. that they have replaced their units four times with us. Wow. And their family keeps coming back to us. So we had a good reputation in the community. They never spent any, like, I think $500 per year on marketing. doing that so it's just based on that and uh came in there but we had to implement you know bring internet to the building finally step one yeah step one (laughs) and then finally add in other things and we added in marketing not too long ago so and it got to help us along the way
0: so we're here at the service titan summit so you obviously got service titan at some point when did that come along
1: uh, about about a month ago actually. We oh, finally okay. switched it up. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. So we switched it up mainly because once you do start adding the marketing, mm-hmm. it really does matter, kinda like what we talked about this morning, the ROM return on marketing. So being able to actually not like shoot in the dark yeah, on what absolutely. you're doing. Because for the first year of us marketing. It's, just it's it's, it's kinda like what you yeah. yeah, it's just money money in the wind and you're kinda going off gut. Mm-hmm. So and you know, luckily for us it did work, but long-term growth you don't want to depend on
0: that yeah
1: yeah. so that's why we're going to that and uh luckily all the call tracking things that Surf has and the reporting it'll just really help us go to the next level
0: so how has that been like for you personally like going you know in a family owned business that's obviously been around for 70 something years so they're doing something right okay yeah, yeah. but when you can see like okay there's some of these immediacies like internet you know um getting a good crm system starting to invest in some marketing and stuff how did you prioritize what to implement first because you can't do everything at the same time no
1: and that was the hardest part is having the patience mm. and the willpower not to just force everything through especially for me like there are more experienced operators out there i'm sure that are listening to everything too that they could power it through quicker just in my experience of not being operationally um, experienced that i did it at a three-year pace where okay we gotta you know all right now we have we're able to dispatch our calls with actually being online and we're able to now focus on marketing. Okay, we're doing direct mail pieces and okay. we're doing um, offers that they, they have no promotions at all. Mm. So having promotions, um, you, you know, getting involved in the community more and doing things like that. Um, I would say the first thing you would probably want to start doing is, the first touch point is always the call center. Mm-hmm. So I would say, have your calls tracked. That's the first step of marketing is having all your lines tracked. So if you have your main line, if you've had a magazine that you have, like some HOA magazine maybe that you're in, have that be a different phone number that's on call tracking, tracking certain on track. just some sort of call tracking system. So each number uh, is separated out so you can see, okay, this marketing is working, this isn't, and you're able to cut the losers quickly yeah. and double down on the winners.
0: Well, and that's the key thing about yes like everyone emphasizes you need this data you need this data you need this data to be able to report it and start yeah. is great at that but like on the flip you have to be able to make some decisions based off this data and being yeah. willing to pivot and stuff like it yeah. does nobody any good yes we can generate any kind of report with all the numbers and stuff but you have to be able to be moldable and pivotable to make yeah. some decisions from those those data points
1: yeah yeah and that now is the main key of being flexible to where the market is. So like, especially in 2020 mm, with yeah. uh, all the market changes with uh COVID and everything like that, we saw a larger response from like at the time, LSA was still like Google, mm-hmm. Google service ads were a lot uh, cheaper than they are now yeah. at the time, sadly. But uh, <laughs> it really, with our online presence and building like doing the call center and the tracking, building up your reviews. So mm-hmm. if you can be above a 4.7 or above, luckily we're at 4.9, the the analytics, Google Analytics will put more leads to you and they see how fast are you answering the phone. You wanna be within, you know, yeah. probably 10 seconds or 15 seconds, but it'll be able to tell if you're not answering that quick and if somebody isn't answering and they'll funnel more leads based on that in your service area. Um, so just learning all these little tic-tac tricks Um, And then also doubling down, so for us was the Google local service ads and the direct mail pieces really benefited us and the reviews that we talked about today.
0: Yeah, on your direct mail, are you doing like prospecting direct mail or direct mail to your internal customers, So both? A little little bit of both. Yeah, so
1: we started with um, doing like, at first we started just doing thank you cards. So like, let's say we run 500 service calls in a month. I'm just using an arbitrary number, but if we run 500 service calls in that month, I'm sending 500 thank you cards with an attached gift card for them. And then another one for like your friends and family. Yeah. Here's if they want to use somebody $50 off the card. Um, so we send that to them and that actually gets a lot more than I think it might not be right then and there, but it will come back um, or at very least they'll remember you and call yeah. you. Uh, so we did that at first, got good response on that. And then we also did two pros- prospects tune up cards, mm-hmm. uh, especially for us out here in uh, Southern California. Sometimes you don't have the weather support, sadly. Yeah, yeah. So you got to rely on your tune-ups to build up and build a ticket.
0: Tune-ups are an easy point of entry. It, it's a yeah. low cost. It's a way to get you in the door. And then you might could uncover a problem th- where they might need a new system install or duct cleaning or something like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Just building your options from their insulation, whatever you can train on and build on. Um, and just really f- focusing down on that. So for us, the tune-up card been good. We also did some mailings on um, a for us, it was a free furnace letter that's pretty common, especially in the Midwest. Um, and luckily, that's where our um, a lot of our friends in our next start group are from, so we get to ask them some questions as well. Uh, so that helped us. But using those pieces plus mixed Google and the reviews, that really it really helped us grow. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Well, and I know you're a multi-service um, company, so you have plumbing yep. and HVAC, right? Yeah, correct. Okay, which came first?
1: Uh, for us, plumbing came first. Okay. Plumbing was in 49, and then AC added in, I believe, 56 or 57. Okay, okay, so yeah.
0: you've still had HVAC a while, Yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. So what are some ways that you guys kind of cross-promote and make sure that you're well-known for... Hey, we started off as just a plumber. Maybe you've used us as a plumber, but how can we also be your HVAC guy and vice versa? What are some ways that y'all cross promote?
1: Big ways that we cross promote, I'm still working. This is still a work in progress. So this while is, you're
0: here at this summit. Yeah, okay. Yeah.
1: so while I'm here, um, one simple one that I learned recently, which I didn't really think about so all these little nuggets is when you're on the phone, let's say if they call in for AC. Mm-hmm. And at the end, when you're about to get off the call, say, you know, while we're out there today, is there anything else you need help with? You know, we offer plumbing, or is there anything in the home with plumbing that you need help with? Can I do a just water heater inspection. Yeah. yeah, it's like anything just like that. Like, is there anything going on in the house you have to look at with your plumbing, you all right, there. Just even asking. Just sure. Any, that option, it actually gets us some calls. So that little bit, um, then also kind of doing while they're on the call too, Having to AC you guys, like while they're going through, let's say, I don't know in other markets, cause I know like in Texas or, florida a lot of those homes have it in the attic but yeah. like in california there's a lot of uh in the garage mm-hmm. furnaces so the water here will be in there too so you know i was looking at water too it looks like it's a bit older and Would you like to have maintenance on that yeah we'd have somebody out here do a whole home inspection for you and it just really helps having your ac be able to flip to those guys and your ac help flip you know vice versa so yeah. just doing that a bit helps too
0: well, and one thing that I saw was very interesting. Can I share revenue numbers? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, you know, been in business since the 40s mm-hmm. and up until 2020 had been at about $5 million. Correct. And from 2020 to 2023, you're at $10 million. Okay. So, you know, you can definitely see how long it took you to get to five, but then doubling that five more in a much shorter time, paint, time span of, you know, around three years. That, fantastic. Congratulations and kudos to you. Great. What are some of the key elements that you think? help contribute to that? Like, I know you mentioned Next Star, your best practice group, are there yeah. some other things or how has that helped you?
1: Oh, uh, I mean, I'll be completely honest, I'm very fortunate to have uh, such a big family to call on. Yeah. Um, so, my family, there's actually like 23 other plumbing and air companies that all are family members and most of them are in Southern California, all except one. Uh, so I can always call them for advice and uh, they're couple of them are doing pretty well. Um, you know, like for example, like, uh, one would be Leland Smith of service champions. He's actually a cousin and very fortunate to be able to call somebody like him and say, Hey, you know, like, could, could you meet me for lunch or something? Yeah. To, that's great. Know, just give me advice. Um, but being able to call like next star or them, like, Hey, you know, this marketing isn't really working as much or like, you know, what do I need to train more? What has worked in the past for them, but now use, Technology that's available now to succeed more now, be more efficient, and um, provide value to the customer.
0: Yeah, and even from an operational aspect, like how can we be more efficient? So, so like, put marketing completely to the side. You know, there definitely had to be some. I think other key factors to help you see that growth in that time span.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Besides the marketing, I would say for sure was getting down to what we wanted do an offer as a company, obviously we're in HVAC employment. I don't mean like that offering different things, but just like what our core values are, sure. what we want to do and provide to the customer. So um, being able to realize there's a certain type of clientele that won't be our fit. So mm-hmm. we aren't going to be the highest price, but we aren't going to be the lowest. Yeah. Um, so we want to be in a nice range for us to hit our margins and being able to provide that value to that customer and focus on those customers, rather than what we were doing before is on everybody. Correct. You gotta.
0: Might as well be nobody. Yeah,
1: yeah. So you gotta really be, uh, and that's what I would take from, like leaning or other family members that I learned is, uh, uh, focus is number one and same with consistency. You can have the best plan, but if you're not consistent with it and you're not focused, there's gonna be no, um, no results. So Absolutely. that's been the main thing. Same like with direct mail. Consistency with the direct mail is key. Yeah. And it can be hard especially when you're not seeing the results. Sure, hard. sure. And uh, I struggle with that at times. But it's uh sticking with it is the main thing.
0: No, for sure. Like, you know, your first direct mail drop is going to be a flop. Like yeah. like it's okay. going to be like what is this, you know. Yeah. Um but it takes that and it takes that continuation of hitting the same home so yeah. it doesn't also matter if you have postcards going out every single week but if it's going to someone different every single week like how can we focus on it going to the same home every four six eight weeks or so to where they're continuously seeing it to where like they yeah. do not have a problem then but eight weeks 16 weeks from now like they might and then that postcard is giving them that reminder
1: yeah yeah and that's what's been really helping us is just the, the follow-up and if they had a call and you see you sent up keys, you could have your call center if you have uh, the capability to do so, the follow up and say, Hey, Mr. and Mrs. Jones, I see that we were up for a plumbing maintenance. We sent out a mailer to you recently, just want to make sure you got it Absolutely. on an AC tune up. Um, if you haven't had that scheduled, it'd really be a great guy to make sure your system's running properly, your air filters are checked, and if they haven't been, we can set you up on a program that we have where they're mailed to your home, XYZ, all these things to make sure we, we were able to get into the home.
0: Yeah, so having a a plan and not just relying on just that one touch point. But yeah, so after the direct mail hits home, could we then send them a text message or ringless voicemail and then maybe even following up with an actual phone call and stuff. And that's how you've been able to see some real results. Oh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: That's fantastic. Yeah, it's been great. Well, good. Well, if you could give a piece of advice to a new contractor, a new general manager, someone kind of coming up inside of a family business, what would be something you would give them? Maybe a do and
1: a don't. Ooh. Can I give a couple do's? Oh, sure. Mouth? Yeah. I would say do's if you're setting up. If it's a is it, a, is it an existing company or like starting fresh from nothing?
0: Well, or do you have one or for equal. either? Either I, or I think it's
1: applicable to both. Yeah. So if you're going into a company, I would say if it was if you're starting off fresh, whether you have employees or it's just you. I would say set the expectation of what you want your company to be. So how you carry the value of what you want your company to offer. So if you present it as a company that you don't really, you aren't holding your people accountable to um, a higher standard of, you know, presenting, educating your customers and showing them options for, there's not one way to fix anything. There's a plethora. um, Being able to have them stick to that. Because if you don't have expectations set up front, it's going to be a constant battle. I dealt dealt with that for the first two years of not setting expectations, and now I'm having to go back and fix that. So if you just set expectations from the start, you aren't going to have to go back and fix it later. That was a headache I wish I but I had to learn that. Yeah, yeah. Um, But if they could avoid it, that would be one thing. Set expectations early of what you want, and maybe go down four values and how you want your ideal business to be. and then at number two would be really have your calls like, tracked so mm-hmm. you are able to see all your streams of where your call flow and where your leads are coming from mm-hmm. uh, so you do know. Um, so you can be more um, granular with what you wanna do.
0: And just having insight.
1: Yeah, yeah, data is everything, especially in the age that we are in now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then third would be really it's really simple. We provide options. We, they yeah. weren't providing options when I first got there and we weren't either uh, for about a year and just providing the options. If you went to a Ford dealership and said the only thing you can get is a Ford Maverick with cloth seats, you can't get the F-150 that has the sweet leather seats and everything in it. You know, it looks great and everybody can't have it. You'd be like, well, is there something in between? Like, well, no. So it's providing options. Sure. It's a big key. And when you do
0: that, it puts the ball in their court. Like they have the control to be able to pick which one they want. Versus here, it's this. Take it or leave it. Yeah, yeah. And
1: just educate them. You don't. Mm-hmm. You don't have the hard sell. Just provide the options. Sure. Put them there, and at least ha- nine times out of ten, they're not. They're going to pick something in the middle, typically. Yeah. Because um, it's there. Uh, and then last one, just be. I would focus on reviews and at Google LSA. Mm-hmm. It's a cheap lead source relatively, and uh, it it pays off in the long. For Very sure good. Very yeah. good. and then uh a don't would be don't focus so much on like billboards tv radio until you get down the reviews the lsa the call training everything like that focus on you know grassroots focus on you know getting the referrals and your local community focus on your couple of zip codes that you're based out of and really own your neighborhood sure um that's really been well for us over the years
0: because when you get into that mass media like the the tv the billboards radio things like that that is not going to have a direct roi and so if you're no. kind of just getting started in that marketing train, like you're looking at these numbers like you'll be sadly disappointed you know yeah. it, it's great and to help building brand recognition um one of the things that you could hopefully see like hey this is somewhat working for me is like has your organic search volume, you know, online, has that gone up? Like people actually searching your name because they've become more familiar with you from the environment and stuff. Yeah. But it is very hard to um, put a tracking number on a radio ad or a billboard or something because, like, and people will try to do it, but I'm like, do not put a phone number on your billboard. Like, someone driving down 70 miles an hour is not going to, but that's not what it's intended for. Yeah. Those pieces are not call to action pieces, they are branding memorable pieces getting your name out there
1: yeah yeah and that's that's pretty much key just following those things remembering that that's more of a putting money in the bank so to speak for sure. later on yeah uh, but starting off that's something to do down the road so yeah. i i think as long as they follow that those are good stepping stones to follow and then uh, if you join you know service sign or a group like next star or any other uh, there's some good best practices groups out there if you're fresh um, and just network, get the meal people, yeah. see other ideas, and really apply everything. I, I think you're a mile ahead of everybody else. Well, and
0: I think one thing that you mentioned is like you're not afraid to ask or to call up somebody, and you know, yeah, maybe putting a pride some side or arrogance or something too. Like I don't know, or like I failed at this. You know, how'd you do it?
1: Yeah, it's putting ego aside. That's mm-hmm. at first is very hard, but yeah, you got to see. There's no ego in this. You got to go to, you know, what's what's right and what works and uh just seeing okay there's people that have succeeded let's see what they've done and see if i can apply that to my business and also do well absolutely uh, it works well so
0: well thomas it's been a pleasure chatting with you and um getting to know you a little bit more and I, i really do say kudos to you and what you've done in the past three years since you've been the manager and um i'm excited to see where um ballard plumbing and air goes next
1: yeah thank you i appreciate you for having me awesome
0: Well, thank you for listening to another episode of From the Yellow Chair. We would love a review from us. You could
1: give us a follow on all the social medias as well. We are there. And um, thanks for listening to another episode.